Hello, my name is Rebecca Fernandez, and I'm a junior at Providence Baptist College. Welcome to Maverick Messages, where you will hear the soul-stirring sermons we hear each and every school day. Please enjoy the following Maverick message. All right, in your Bibles in Luke chapter 22, and we're going to read, uh, let's all stand as we read the, uh, uh, the scripture, the passages, the introductory verses that I want you to see. Luke chapter 22, if you're there, say amen. amen. Verse number 47, and while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far? And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and the captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves. When I was daily with you in the temple, he stretched forth no hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Heavenly Father, I pray that as we examine your precious word this morning, that it would come alive in our hearts. We pray that this particular passage would be, uh, Lord, what we need this morning, what we need to hear, what we need to apply. And I pray it will be encouraging to us as well as challenging. Lord, we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated and have your Bibles open there uh, to, to Luke 22. Keep it open. Here we see Jesus and his disciples are in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus had just finished his agonizing prayer uh, in the Garden to his father. Now Judas Iscariot leads a multitude of people sent by the religious rulers to take Jesus, to try him, and to arrest him. Now it's interesting that it says a multitude of people show up. Now, that's not just a handful of people. I mean, a multitude come to, to, to take and arrest one person. And, of course, Judas is leading them here. And, and uh, uh, the, the Bible says that that uh, when Judas uh, arrived with this with this group of people uh, to take Jesus, uh, notice that uh, Judas signifies who Jesus was with a kiss. I don't think that too strange, because in many cultures today, people greet one another with a kiss, like we would a handshake. Uh, people do that. The Middle East is one of those areas. Argentina was one of those places where I was uh, for many years. Uh, that's how they, they greeted one another, with a kiss, cheek to cheek. And, and uh, it's just the way it was. The Middle East uh, today, you'll see that. And, of course, back in these days, it was uh, pretty common for people to greet one another like that. And so Judas is telling the people that he's with, now the one that I greet, you know, the one that I go and kiss with this greeting is the one that we need to arrest. That is Jesus. And so I want us to, uh, to notice that after he does this, 
that uh, uh, one of his disciples, in fact, it was Peter. We know it was Peter. Another gospel tells us that. This particular gospel in Luke, it doesn't mention his name, but it does say that uh, he took a sword and he cuts the, the high priest's servant's ear off. And, uh, you know, Jesus rebuked him. And uh, I don't know whether uh, the Lord picked his ear up off the ground or, or whether the, the guy was holding it in his hand. But, but Jesus took his ear and restored it and healed it. And then look at verse number 52 with me. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves, Staved to be clubs, that kind of thing. When I was daily with you in the temple, he stretched forth no hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Notice those two phrases in verse number 53. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Next month, Actually, next week, on November the 5th, we're all going to walk out of church on Sunday evening and notice how dark it is, how much darker it is when the time changes and goes back an hour, uh, daylight savings time. In fact, before we go to church, if your church begins at 6 like ours does, it'll already be dark uh, when that after that hour is changed and brought back. What a difference an hour makes between light and darkness. We know that Jesus is the light of the world. And the light of the world is telling this group of people, he says to them, this is your victory. Right now, this is your hour. This is the power of darkness. Now, why did Jesus say the power of darkness? Why didn't he just say darkness? Well, because you and I and they also needed to understand that the power of darkness is a real power. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 13, he says, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Paul even wrote that darkness is not just darkness, but the power of darkness. Uh, the word power reminds us that darkness is real. Darkness is effectual. It is influential. It is dangerous. It is harmful. It is consequential. And the reason why this is uh, important uh, today to understand that there's power behind the, the darkness in this world and, and the darkness of Satan because today, sadly, most of the preachers of this world, the educators, financiers, politicians, and almost all media do not really believe in evil and the power of darkness. They certainly don't believe in the devil or demons they deny that any kind of spiritual darkness can have any real power. 
our leaders today uh, do not correlate, for example, the crime going on in our cities with evil. Some don't even acknowledge what Hamas did to the Jews in Israel as evil. They cannot assign evil to groups like MS-13, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, Hamas, BLM, Antifa, you name it. To them, it's not the power of darkness. It's an impoverished population or the oppressed just acting up. I guess last night, another shooting in Maine, of all places. I think 80 people were shot, 22. Last I heard, Matt might be more than that now, uh, were killed. And there, there's a, there'll be people say, well, that's not nothing to do with evil, nothing to do with the power of darkness. It's just someone that, that uh, you know, is mentally, uh, uh, you know, uh, mentally off or, or someone just acting up. And uh, they don't realize that, that there is a power uh, called darkness. They'll say, well, climate change or it's, it's the Imperial West fault. It's lack of opportunity in jobs and, or education, but not darkness and evil. Most of you are too young to remember 9-11 uh, back in 2001 when that took place. And uh, uh, after it happened, just after it happened, there were uh, media people and, and folks were saying, well, you know, uh, these people, you know, they, they were just oppressed and they were poor and, and so forth. And, and uh, we later found out that, they, that these people that, that flew planes in the buildings and so forth and that were the masterminds behind it, that they were not poor and oppressed people. In fact, Osama bin Laden was raised in a billionaire's home. Right. And these, uh, these people that flew these planes into the buildings had training and education and money uh, to be able to do all of that. And uh, listen, acts of evil are caused by evil and by the power of darkness. Right. You need to understand there's a power behind the darkness. And Jesus said it very clear when he said, this is your hour and the power of darkness. Look at verse 53 again. When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me. Jesus is saying that they didn't reach out and take him before this night. Why? Because they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't. Why? Because it wasn't their time. It wasn't their hour. Now their time had come. Their hour had come. Uh, I want you to keep your place there in Luke 22 and go with me to Psalm 37. Psalm 37 in, uh, in the Old Testament. In, in verse 1, it says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. The Lord is acknowledging there's evil all over, uh, but uh, we are not to fret about that. Look in verse number 12. Down to verse 12. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The wicked are angry against God every day and against God's people. And look at verse 13. It says, The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day 
is coming. His hour, his day, yes, the wicked have their time. Yes, the wicked have their hour. I believe that day was then, as we, in this, in this particular uh, time in Jesus' life, and I believe that day is now. Why are God's people suffering today? Why is there persecution all over the... By the way, you'd be surprised how much persecution there is all around the world uh, to, uh, to, uh, towards God's people. Why uh, were over a thousand Jews slaughtered uh, Saturday, October the 7th in just one day? Now I guess the count is in the thousands, including women and children and little babies. Why are innocent people suffering today? Why are over a million babies a year being murdered in the womb? Why is crime out of control? Why is our southern border not secure? Why are the homosexuals, transgenders, and pedophiles indoctrinating our children? Why are political leaders so corrupt? Why is there injustice and corruption and cover-ups? Why do people shake their fist at God every day? I'll tell you why, because it is their time is the power of darkness. But child of God, listen to me closely. I have great news for you. Look at verse 69, uh, Luke 22, back to Luke 22. Luke 22 and verse 69, look what Jesus says. In the midst of this hour of darkness, as they come to take him and arrest him, he says in verse 69, Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the what? The power Amen. of God. Amen. Not the power of darkness, Amen. but the power of God. Amen. What good news. Later in the chapter, of course, we, we, we saw the power of darkness in verse 53. Now we see the power of God. Yes, the power of darkness is real. And so is the power of God. In fact, the power of God is more powerful than the power of darkness. Look in Luke 22, verse 2. Look at verse 2. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot. No, it's not coincidence that now Satan enters in to Judas. And, uh, and it being uh, of the number of the twelve. Look down at verse 15. And he said unto them, uh, With desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you. This is Jesus with his disciples in the upper room. He says this, Before I what? Suffer. Before I suffer. This could be described as the darkest night in our Lord's life and perhaps the darkest night in history. Look at verse 44. Verse 44. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Satan and the demons must have been full of glee during this time. They must have, have been rejoicing and partying and happy and, and uh, uh, because of what is happening now to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because it was their hour. 
the hour of the power of darkness. But then again, Jesus says in verse 69, that the Son of Man would be seated at the right hand of the power of God. Now what the Lord was saying is this. Here's what he was saying. Yes, this is Satan's hour. Uh, yes, uh, this is uh, uh, the hour of darkness. But Sunday is coming. Yes, I'm going to die. Yes, I'll be buried. But I'm going to resurrect and I'll be sitting at the right hand of the power of God. On Sunday, I'm going to burst forth out of the tomb. Caiaphas, chief priests, Satan, demons, Judas, this is your hour. But you better soak it up while you can because Sunday's coming. You may say, well, it just seems today... That the, that the devil's having a field day. Seems like Satan is winning. And, you know, October, it's even his month. <laughs> you know, when you think about uh, Halloween and all that stuff. And uh, it just seems like uh, it's, 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 it's darker than, than, than ever before. But once again, Sunday's coming. Yeah. On this night, uh, the Lord's about to lose everything in, the, in, in this world. He's about ready to lose his freedom, his ministry, his fellowship with his, his uh, beloved disciples, and eventually his very life. But I want you to see uh, a word uh, in verse number 16. Look at chapter 22, verse 16. It says, For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof, what's that next word? Until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Look at verse 18. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. That word, notice that word, until, uh, in, in these verses. Every trial, every temptation, every attack has an end. Amen? And it came to pass, as the Bible says, Satan has his hour, but it will one day come to an end. Until, in other words, means until he comes again. Until he resurrects. Until he, uh, the Lord Jesus gets the final victory. Because Sunday is coming. His kingdom is coming. Victory is coming. Our God is eternal, and our God is light. When you read this passage, it gets darker and darker in this particular chapter and the next chapter. I mean, I mean, there's, there's betrayal and evil and suffering. And in the next chapter, chapter 23, uh, it's also the devil's time, the devil's hour. But the last chapter... In Luke 22, in the last verses, look what it says in, in Luke 24 and verses 52 to 53. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you, he says. And then look, go to verse 52. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great what? joy. So they're worshiping the Lord. And they, they have great joy. Look at verse 53. And we're continually in the temple praising 
and blessing God. Sunday came. Yes, the hour of Satan, the, the, the power of darkness was real, but, but it didn't last forever because Sunday came. Jesus resurrected from the dead. Jesus was victorious. And uh, uh, the joy came, by the way. You see here at the end of chapter 24, joy came in verse 52. In verse 53, we see uh, praise, uh, praising and blessing came. It all came. Thank God for that. Jesus fulfilled his mission. He got through the power of darkness. Now look at the Lord's attitude. You say, how do you do this? How do you get through all of this. Look at the Lord's attitude in verse 17. Go back to Luke 22. Luke 22 in verse 17. 22:17. It says, and he took the cup. This is in the upper room now. And they're observing the uh, last supper there. And he took the cup and what? Gave thanks. He said, take these, this and, and divide it among yourselves. Look at verse number um, 19. And he took bread and did what? Gave thanks. And he broke it. Gave unto them, saying, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Yes, specifically giving thanks uh, for the uh, elements there of the Lord's Supper, the broken body of Christ, and, and of course the, uh, the, the, the cup which represents his blood. Uh, but the fact that the Lord Jesus, in the midst of his trial, in, in, in that dark hour, he is giving thanks to God. What amazing thing. He's giving thanks. You know, you go back to Colossians chapter 1 and, and uh, in, in verse number 3, it says, uh, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. In verse number 12, it, it says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Then verse 13 talks about the power being delivered from the power of darkness. Giving thanks. Listen, young people. The power of gratitude is stronger than the power of darkness. It, it, listen, blessed, there, there, is, there is blessing even in darkness. When Jesus gave thanks, what he was giving thanks for was for God's blessings. Even in the dark time, no matter, listen, no matter how dark the hour, God is always good. No matter what's going on, God's blessings are greater than our trials, greater than our sufferings. Sunday is coming. Victory is coming. No matter what happens in life, we can always find God's goodness in it, no matter what happens. You go through a difficult time, a trial, a, 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 a difficulty, a, a, a burden, whatever it is you go through, a, a heartache. Listen, God's always good. You can always find God's goodness. Always. Even in the darkest hour. Even in the most difficult times. I, I, some of you have been there. I've been there many times. In dark times, dark hours, difficult times. God's always been good. He, he, he's never forsaken. There's always a blessing, even in the darkness. Victory's coming. We can always find that blessing, and no matter what happens. Uh, how many of you have heard of Matthew Henry? 
Matthew Henry commentaries. All right, many. Uh, that's uh, I suggest that you that you have those commentaries in your library, your personal library. Uh, Matthew Henry lived in the uh, the late 1500s, or actually 1600s. I'm I'm sorry, and uh, of course he wrote the famous commentaries and. Uh, was a tremendous man of God, preacher of the gospel. And uh, Matthew Henry was uh, out riding somewhere, uh, and uh, he was robbed. Some guys came and uh, beat him up pretty good and, 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 and robbed him. And so when Matthew Henry got back home, he took his journal out. And uh, he wrote in his journal, uh, he said, I'm thankful for three things. And here's what he wrote in his journal. Number one, I'm thankful that I've never been robbed before. Number two, I'm thankful, although they took my money, it wasn't much. <laughs> Number three, I'm thankful, it was I that was robbed and not I that did the robbing. You can always find good and blessing no matter what you go through. Amen? And, uh, you know, there's too much uh, uh, whining and complaining and, oh, woe is me. And, and, you know, where's God when I need him? And how come this had to happen and that happened? Listen, even in a dark hour, you can find goodness and blessing. And you find the Lord no matter what you're going through. Amen. Amen. Never let Satan rob you of gratitude, young people. Don't let him rob you of, of your gratitude. Never let him rob you of joy just because times are tough. Don't be discouraged because it seems he's winning. Don't be discouraged because it is dark. Even a little light is worth giving thanks for. And you can always find a little bit of light in the darkness. How many of you have ever been to um, Mammoth Cave in, in, in Kentucky? Okay, a few hands. Or, or maybe a cave like that. There's, there's caverns in different places you can go to. And they take you down, you know, in these caves. Mammoth Cave is, is I think it's the largest uh, uh, a group of caves in, in, in America, maybe even in the world. And uh, uh, if you've ever been there, uh, there's all kinds, and, and you can, you can, get, you can uh, find a tour guide, and they'll take you on tours. I remember several years ago, my family and I went, and uh, you go down, and, and you go way down, I mean, it's way, way, way down under the ground. And uh, so we got down there, and the, the tour guide said, okay, I don't want anyone to be alarmed. He said, uh, uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna turn off the lights, turn off the switch, and I want you to notice just how dark it is down here. And so you cut the lights, and I mean, it was pitch black. I mean, you, you could take your hand and go like this in front of your, you know, your face. You couldn't even see your hand move. It was that dark. You know, like in your bedroom, you know, you, 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 know, you turn the lights off and it's dark at first, but you can still see some things, you know because you got maybe a little light coming in through the window or under the door or whatever. I mean, it was pitch black in there, down there in that cave. And then he took out a little light. He took out a, a pin light, you know, a little pin light, and, and he turned it on. It was just a little bit of light. But that little pin light, it seemed like it gave off this glow and this light with our group. And it was amazing how much light that little pin light gave just a little light in the darkness 
And you know, you can always find a little light in the darkness, yeah. no matter how dark it gets and how, uh, how difficult uh, things may be uh, in what's going on in your life. We should give praise and thanks for every little light that God gives us. Uh, and then, you know, lights, little lights and blessings that come in different forms, don't they? I mean, it just it could be a, uh, it could it could be something as simple uh, as a, a blessing, just a blessing that God gives you, an encouraging word from someone, uh, a, a child smile and or laughter, a, a hug, uh, an encouraging note that someone gives you, or a text. It could be a a sermon or a message that encourages you. It could be someone's prayer for you. Uh, it could be a Bible passage, a scripture that you read. Uh, that could be a light in the middle of dark. It could be a soul saved. Amen. It could be a song, godly music uh, that uh, touches your heart and encourages you. It could be a little extra money uh, to pay the bills. It could be good news from a far country. It could be the comfort of a, of a friend. It could be just being around God's people. It could be just being in church is the light you need when you're going through a difficult time. And so much more. It may seem dark. It may seem like Satan's winning. It may seem like evil's everywhere around us. But Sunday is coming. Jesus is coming. Uh, I like 1 Peter Chapter 1, verse 19, it says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, that's this book, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. You know who the day star is? Jesus is the day star that arises in our hearts. And if you're saved, that light is in you. He is in you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And Jesus wants you and me to be, he wants us uh, to be lights in this dark world. That's what you're called to do. You're called to be a light. He's the light of the world. We're supposed to be little lights. We're supposed to be lights that shine for him. Uh, and uh, even if you're, you're only a pin light, you can be a light for somebody. Maybe a family member. Maybe a, a, a co-worker. Uh, maybe a, a, a neighbor or a friend or somebody. Uh, you can be a light in this world of darkness, giving the gospel uh, to the lost. It may seem bleak now. It may seem hopeless. You may be discouraged, but Sunday's coming. After Jesus had been crucified, the disciples were ready to quit. They were. Jesus had been crucified. He'd been buried. The disciples got discouraged. Our master's gone. The Lord is gone. And uh, what are we going to do? In fact, Peter got so discouraged, he said, I'm going to go back to fishing. I'm going to go back to my profession. And, uh, and other disciples said, we're going to go with you. <laughs> And they were going to throw in the towel. Forget, they were going to give up the ministry and just go on and do what they wanted to do. Jesus, what are we going to do? And, uh, uh, but uh, thankfully, uh, uh, Jesus came. Sunday came. He resurrected. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, the power of darkness may be winning now. But the power of God will ultimately win in the end. Because 
victory's coming. Jesus is coming. And uh, no matter how things get in your life personally or in this world, just remember that this may be the, the hour of darkness now. There is power behind the darkness. But God's power is greater than, than the darkness, uh, the, the power of darkness that we have in our life. I just want to encourage you a little bit this morning and, uh, and, and, and to show you that, that there's always reason to hope, to be encouraged, because there's always a light, there's always goodness, there's always blessing uh, if you're saved and you know the Lord as your personal Savior. Please tune in again for another Maverick message.